What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Carrie. What's up? We are scrapping uh, the usual formula because, of course, E3 slash the beginning of Summer Games Fest was this past weekend. Uh, so that's all we're going to talk about this week is nothing but E3 stuff. So uh, if you want to hear what we've been playing and some of the regular bits and bobs, like regular news stuff, uh, that'll be on next week's show. This this week, it's all about all about E3. Um, uh, we're going to go through the press conferences, uh, just give very broad uh, presentations of each. Um, but before we get into that, uh, what are your guys' just overall thoughts about the content that we are presented with uh, this year for E3? I think some companies did a really good job, especially given the kind of production delays that almost everyone is in because of the pandemic over mm-hmm. the last year. Um, a lot of stuff are we're probably not seeing that they probably had wanted us to see this time last year, but it's just, you know, it didn't happen. Pandemic, man. Um, I, I It still sort of felt that overall we're, we're feeling the effects of this. That being said, I thought uh, the Microsoft Bethesda conference and the Nintendo conference um, both had a lot of stuff worth looking forward to. Mm-hmm. There were some other companies, and we'll get to them, where I was like, why are you here? This, why, could, like, this, this could have been a blog post. Yes, this could have been <laughs> one blog post. This could have been one YouTube trailer. Um, so... Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting too much given that we're in like a transition year uh, coupled with the pandemic. Um, but uh, wow, like it, it, it really wasn't uh, it really wasn't much. Um, I agree with you, Gary. Uh, Microsoft had uh, an incredible press conference uh, given the circumstances. And, um, it's, it's the, uh, I'm, it's kind of like, I'm surprised there was a Microsoft conference Mm -hmm. to be, to be perfectly honest with you, given the content. Um, I just saw, uh, I didn't get a chance to sit down through the whole Nintendo thing, but I did see little bits and boops of, uh, uh, Nintendo, uh, cause that's the thing that we're going to start saying now, bits and bips and boops. Um, (laughs) by Um, you know, it it is, they have, they have tailored that thing for their audience and, um, and I get it. Um, everything else, I, you know, I was looking forward to a couple companies and it was just like, yeah, what is this? What is this? Oh, this is available now, but you can't play it because it's broken. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. Um, so yeah, it was it was a it was a lackluster year, but um, I'm not too like I'm not upset by it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's nothing that is like, man, I can't wait for this to come out. You know what I mean? I can wait. Yeah, here's here's what I learned from this year. Uh, 2022 is gonna be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, in yeah. video games, we got a lot of good stuff coming. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to diminish anyone's hard work, but you have on one on one end Microsoft and Nintendo um, and Microsoft even head and shoulders above Nintendo, in my opinion, just in terms of the presentation this year. It, it depends what you're looking for, but I just think in terms of what they brought to yeah. the table. 
I mean, I, I think you're right in terms of an overall presentation. Yeah. Um, and then, I think there was less to my taste, but yeah. And and I'm very <laughs> and I'm vice versa with the Nintendo one because and but we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. Um and then also on the high end, but on on the it's it's like a cur- it's like an inverted parabola of sorts uh mm-hmm. with this year because like low budget but high uh delivery was all the independent shows like the shows that were focused around all the independent this was a fantastic year e3 for, for indie developers which is typically not seen because they get swallowed up in the all of the big stuff that's coming out from all the big publishers and then at the bottom of the parabola with the with good resources but poor showing is all the other major uh, third-party publishers that came to the dance this year, which just had some really rough presentations. And I'm not, I'm not exactly, I wasn't expecting like megaton level stuff from anybody this year, except maybe Nintendo a little bit. Um, But to get what we got and in the method in which we got it was kind of crazy. Um, just as crazy as it is for me, seeing that Microsoft finally put all the pieces together for the for, for like like after after years and years of hitting stumbling blocks in their presentation, they finally just put everything together and had for my money the best E three presentation since like Sony's PS four debut presentation, which in my mind is like the gold standard of E three presentations. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, uh, shortly. So we're going to go chronologically. Uh, the first, I put this chronologically. Yeah. And, and to to be clear, like this is all E3, um, stuff specifically, I guess we can touch briefly on the summer game fest content, which was mostly like the Jeff Keighley opening show, which uh, we talked a little bit about during our Microsoft presentation in the pre preamble to that, um, highs and lows with that. I think that, that just shows what an independent uh, show for this kind of E3 thing looks like. So, like, Jeff Keighley would probably like to show games, but he has to pay bills also. So, like, that's why you have, like, the Ryan Reynolds cameo plugging his movie and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, the biggest thing out of that was Elden Ring. Yes, um, very much so. So that's coming in January. That's the new Soulsborne game. That's our new From Software game. If you're into that, cool, it looks like a Soulsborne game, except now it's open world. Yes. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands also arriving early 22 as a spinoff of Borderlands. Um, and then because it couldn't be a Jeff Keighley presentation without a cameo from his boyfriend, uh, there's a Death Standing director's cut. <laughs> like, again, we did. So, like, that, that was so weird because he had a weird interview with Kojima. And then they're like, oh, he like, I've got something to show you. Like, here's a one more thing, Jeff, like, like he says. And then they cut to this trailer. Which is the most like Metal Gear ass looking trailer, but it's Norman Reedus and not Snake. And like apparently like Norman Reedus like getting the cardboard box down and opening it and then getting inside of it and then getting out of it and then putting the box back on the shelf was supposed to symbolize like Kojima saying like I'm done with Metal Gear. Like that like that was some like subtle subtle symbolism. Okay. (laughs) But all, but all, all just to let us know that we have a director's cut of death stranding coming out whatever that means because video game <laughs> directors don't have editors like films do <laughs> that, that directors right. cuts are necessary 
So the, like like the the original product should be the director's cut of any video game that you get essentially. I really want him to make a movie. I really do and I really want to see it. And I It'd really be hope it's 8 it hours long. Yeah, like I I don't hope it stinks, but I I just need him to kind of get this out of his system. Like I know in my bones it wouldn't be any good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be good, right? Uh, trust trust me. After what I just spent trust me, it's not going to be good. But I really want to see it just so he can get it out of his system, right? And start and maybe make some games that like have I don't know. That uh, you know what? That's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> whole nother topic that uh maybe somebody will get into one day. I but, like uh, I like is there death stranding footage that's literally on like a cutting room floor cutting somewhere room that, floor? That, 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 we, that we haven't seen? Yeah, yet. you just saw it. Is Norma Reedus, his <laughs> mailman backpack getting in and out of a box? Oh my goodness. So if you, uh, and then the other conference that I would implore everyone to watch if they didn't, uh, was the Day of the Devs conference that was put on by Double Fine. Um, we got to see some more from like Axiom Verge 2 and Phantom Abyss, which is one of the games, uh, that I'm very looking forward to from E3. Um, Wandering Village looks very neat. Uh, Death's Door, another game that I think looks cool as shit was shown off there as well. Um, just a lot of really cool indie games, a lot of really cool indie games. Uh, so definitely check that out as well. It's like an hour long, um, but a really solid, uh, little showcase there as well. Um, so into E3 proper Ubisoft kicked us off. Uh, they're the biggest, the two biggest things that they showed, I would argue would be uh, gameplay from rainbow six extraction, uh, which is coming out in September. And then the reveal of a new Mario and Rabbids game, which is coming to Nintendo Switch, which was leaked like an hour before. Yeah, it was, it was leaked earlier that day because it was leaked by Nintendo. Someone <laughs> published the website before it was supposed to go up. Um, yeah, other stuff. I mean, your typical Ubisoft fair, Just Dance coming out soon. Um, not, on, not on the Wii, notably. The first time Yeah, exactly. Ever, so. We Like, they're finally done with the Wii. I guess enough people have the Switch now that they can just focus <laughs> on the Switch version. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC is happening this summer. Um, we got another look at Far Cry 6, which will have a multiplayer mode that lets you play as all of the bad guys, a.k.a. all of the more fun characters from the Far Cry franchise. Um, they introduced Rocksmith Plus. Mm -hmm. So Rocksmith is a game that came out several years ago and it's like, it'll teach you how to play guitar. And like, I heard good things about it, mm -hmm. but like one, you have to own a guitar. Makes sense if you're trying to learn the instruments. It doesn't uh, come with a guitar. Oh, okay. They um, actually, when it released, they did have an edition that came. They with the did, guitar. but like it came with a real piece of shit it guitar because it was like two hundred dollars, oh, and it was yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, so, I mean, you're not probably going to get a very good guitar for two hundred. No, two hundred bones. So. Um, but I mean, it's a subscription service for what is essentially guided tablature, um, and just fucking look up tabs online, fucking dorks, or better yet. Learn how to read music. It'll make your brain better if you do that. Um, <laughs> Guitarists don't know how to how to read 
<laughs> not a read script music. No, that's very true. I, d- I don't know that I've met a person who's like, who has guitar as their main instrument, who's like, yeah, I learned how to read music. Almost all these people play tabs. But that's, that means that there's a lot of free tabs online. Um, that's that's, 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 that's some band nerd uh, shading for you. For, for, that's for true. Show, so. <laughs> I, I'm at the point where, because I play bass, I've played bass for like 20 years now. Um, where I've read music so long that if I'm doing a, like a project where it's notation and then tabs directly underneath it, I actually like have problems reading it because the ta- the tabs will always throw me off because they'll be like, oh, play it in this position. I'm like, that's not how I would play it. So then my brain thinks that I'm playing it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> fuck tabs, learn how to read music. Um, but yeah, Rocksmith Plus... I guess the first Rocksmith was successful enough Mm -hmm. for them to try this. I just don't see that being a big thing for them long term. I don't think it's going to be a huge seller, but I mean, it's 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 a niche product. Um, I think the benefit that this has, it's it's more guided lesson and it's cheaper than taking actual guitar lessons, I guess. I I guess. Yeah. For for you introverts that want to learn how to play guitar. (laughs) <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, uh, and this was mentioned uh, sort of in our pre-show before the Microsoft conference show that we did. Um, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora was previewed. Uh, that is out sometime in 2022. <laughs> Mike's reaction. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair reaction. Mike has any has any property gotten more hype with less substance than Avatar? I don't think just so, just man. just in terms of of, of pop culture. I don't think mm-hmm. so, man. I, you know, people, uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. When, when I was in the moment, I got it. And then literally the second I stepped out, the second I took the 3D glasses off, it was, that was enough. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to revisit this world. This world is not that special. I don't even remember what the things are. Do you remember what the blue avatars are called? No. They are called the Navi, and I only remember that because I've been to the Disney park that has the avatar attractions. So I think I have more hands-on experience with this world than either of you do. Like they're treating avatar as if it was some cultural touchstone that you know that everyone is just like oh my god like like i got more from the indiana jones game announcement than the avatar game announcement uh yeah for sure i mean as as i said on the other episode that we did um i i think like the world of avatar is compelling i think there's interesting stuff to do with the Navi culture and with just the inherent sort of flora and fauna on that world that you could make a compelling video game out of. Um, I hope it's good. You know, I hope it comes out and it's good and it's fun. I think it's going to be bold prediction. I think it's going to be a live service game. Mm. Um, There are four more Avatar movies coming. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Well, two two of them are allegedly in post-production. So that means that they should actually. Two of them have out. allegedly been in post-production for like five years. Here's, here's a hot take. Why do we keep sucking James Cameron's dick? Like, aside from Avatar, he ha- he literally has done nothing of serious note since Titanic came out. And that was 24 years ago. 
And and yep. to be and to be fair, like the stuff he did before then was top tier incredible. Like I I get how he got to where he is, but why do we continue to hang on to James Cameron when he has produced nothing almost of, nothing of, of, substance. of substance in the last twenty four years? Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. I man. guess. <laughs> I guess. But you know what? You know what James Cameron can do? He can return to the Terminator franchise and maybe make a good Terminator movie again. Wouldn't mm, that yeah. Be nice? Instead of instead of uh, instead of shilling that all these bad Terminator movies are really good Terminator movies, and then and then signing the check as he's saying it, like, come on, man. Yes. Like, um, I found I found interesting. So uh, the Assassin's Creed bit was that Ubisoft for the first time ever is going to be supporting an Assassin's Creed game into its second year. Uh, usually it's you know like six months and they bail typically. And some of the stuff they're bringing to the game is actually uh, free. Uh, doesn't require the purchase of any additional DLC. So I'll revisit Valhalla at some point. I just don't know when because there's too many new games coming out. Too you can thank games. the pandemic for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you better believe if they were to. Uh, if everything was rocking and rolling the way it usually is, mm-hmm. we would have our our new locale for a new Assassin's Creed. I mean, Creed. look, I'm I am all I am back all in on the Assassin's Creed franchise, back on the bandwagon. Just <laughs> But every every two years, you gotta space them out. That's a lot of game. I can't I can't digest those annually. It's it's too no, much. No. It's too much. Um we talked we we did a separate like watch along for Microsoft and Bethesda. So we're not going to talk a lot about it. If you've not yet watched it, if you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, uh, you can see that you can watch the conference with us, get, get our reactions in real time, uh, get a summation uh, a little bit afterwards. It was very entertaining. Um, I think so. Definitely check it out. If you haven't uh, the big, big notes from that, uh, we're getting Starfield next year. Uh, supposedly they might've also teased the locale for elder scroll six hidden within the Starfield trailer. Uh, so people say, wow, um, I'd have to go back and rewatch that yeah. again and try and find that then. Uh, Outer Worlds 2 was announced, which I think I predicted last week, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like I, I, I said something that. about Outer Worlds 2 uh, in on one of the recent episodes. Uh, Halo Infinite, uh, much, much better showing uh, from what we saw from the game last year that that forced them to quickly run back and say that it's not coming out for another year past (laughs) its original release. Uh, They also did a separate multiplayer feature on Halo 2 uh, or Halo 2 on Halo Infinite uh, the following day. So if you want to get some more insight onto that, uh, you can check out Microsoft's uh, YouTube channel to check that out. And then, of course, the Xbox uh, mini fridge, the the Series X, X fridge is coming as well. And you'll actually be able to buy it. And I can't wait for them to make limited numbers so that those refrigerators sell for like $1,500 uh, <laughs> on eBay after the fact. <laughs> Would you try to open your Xbox by accident if you had the fridge and the Xbox Series X and they were in close proximity to one another? People have done worse with their <laughs> Xboxes, so I would not be surprised. Uh, the question is, are you going to blow smoke into your Xbox fridge and then say, oh, it's broken? <laughs> so I can't believe someone did that online. Yeah, um, you are. But, I mean, the biggest thing for me with Microsoft is they showed off 30 games, 27 of which will be available day one on Game Pass during their presentation. This is coming from the company who we used to make fun of all the time because they either looped in all sorts of other multimedia bullshit into their press conferences that nobody wanted to see, 
or their press conferences will be filled of third party games that were also coming out on PlayStation anyway. So like it was kind of pointless to kind of view uh, a lot of what they were doing. This was the first time that I can recall uh, that this was Microsoft from beginning to end. And even the third party stuff that they showed is stuff that's going to be available on Game Pass um, on day one so that if you have an Xbox, there's literally no reason not to play it on Xbox. This is exactly what I was looking for from from Microsoft. Again, they're in the position right now where obviously Game Pass is what they are selling at this point. They don't care if you buy an Xbox. They just want you to buy Game Pass. And that presentation sold the shit out of Game Pass to anyone mm-hmm. who might have been skeptical about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I couldn't <laughs> believe uh, all those, you know, Game Pass announcements for all of those games. It's uh, it it's i i'm i'm astonished uh and i can't wait to at least try some of these games you know what i mean like there are some that i really want to play that i would have bought or uh, purchased but um i don't have to yeah so well in case in point a game like forza horizon 5 is an incredible looking game um, it looks like it might be fun, but Micah, correct me if I'm wrong. That's you're not a Forza purchaser. Like you don't really buy those Forza games. Yeah, I don't year. really play the Forza game. Oh, I don't really buy the Forza game. I've played the last one because mm-hmm. it's on Game Pass, right? Yeah. And I'll play this one just to kind of futz around and see what's you know, see just to check it out, and um, with no guilt, like I can <laughs> with no buyer's remorse. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Game Pass is uh, this is the year. This is the year. Like I said, I'm I'm seriously considering. I, I'm not even seriously considering it. Like it, like once Xbox Series X has become readily available, I'm probably going to purchase one, um, and not buy any games for it. Like literally, just buy Game Pass yeah. and call it a fucking yeah. Just day. get just just do what I do. I have I just keep money in my Microsoft account mm-hmm. and just have them debit it every month. And I got like a hundred bucks in there, so uh, and it's only fifteen dollars a month, right? So whatever, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Capcom. I thought I I thought I thought Gearbox had the worst presentation, and Gearbox was bad. We're not talking about Gearbox here because we talked about it before the Microsoft show. Um, Gearbox was literally. Here's the same trailers you just saw for like Wonderlands and and other stuff like that. And let's do set visits on the Borderlands movie with Randy Pitchford, but we're not going to show you anything cool. Like that that's literally what Gearbox's yeah. presentation was. Um Capcom's was largely worse. Yeah, cuz it's all stuff we've seen elsewhere and then would see again elsewhere. Right. And and the so- stuff that you didn't see elsewhere was literally a trailer to announce that Resident Evil Village DLC is happening. Right. Just text on a screen. <laughs> right. Like, not not what it is, not what it's going to be about, not when we can expect to see it. But no, just so you know, we're going to use this prime spot during E3 just to tell you that Resident Evil Village DLC is in development because for some reason we couldn't announce that before the game came out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was like, oh, we were overwhelmed by the amount of support that Resident Evil Village had. So now we're starting to work on DLC for it. So that's on the way. Like, huh. Okay. Um, we also saw another look. Did you really not think that Resident Evil Village wasn't going to sell like 
six million. Did you not realize that everyone was horny for the big yeah. vampire lady? Like, 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 like you got like Capcom has been on a fucking heater since Monster Hunter World came out in 2017, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we didn't think that Resident Evil Village was gonna sell. What are you talking about? Resident Evil is like your fucking flat, like tenpole title. One of your tenpole titles, yeah. man. Like, come <laughs> on, man. It helped put you on the map, yo. Know? <laughs> and they yeah. and they had a mar- and they marketed the game incredibly. Yeah. Right? Like you think you think uh uh goth big tits or, or whatever her name is is gonna be in that whole game. She's only in like one part of it. At the beginning, though less. Right, right. <laughs> and then people are like, Oh, this is actually pretty good. So look, I yeah. um I didn't get a chance to see uh, this in real time. You so missed I went You back. didn't miss. You missed nothing. There was nothing of value. You can go online and you can find the trailers for the Great Ace Attorney Collection, which got like a slightly more extensive gameplay trailer. Um, and then Monster Hunter Stories got another new trailer, and then they previewed some more free updates happening for uh, Monster Hunter Rise. So like. Micah, they spent 10 minutes I, talking about the Capcom Pro Tour, and they had, like, nothing real. To, like, it's not like there was, like, oh, new characters for Street Fighter V. Like, nah, here's here's this year's costumes for the Capcom Pro Tour that you could buy in Street Fighter V, and here's what we're doing this year. Like, I this saw, is not the place I saw the I saw the last part of it, and I'm like, and I, I flipped it on, and I'm like, why are they talking about, like, Pro Tour stuff? Yeah. Like, am I looking at the right stream? <laughs> you were. And then I went to another Unfortunately, one, yes. and I was like, yeah, this is the right stream. And then I saw the, the host come out, and she was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> this is <laughs> we." And then I saw the recap that she gave, and I'm like, is this it? Like, hey, the Resident Evil 8 is here. Like, we, we yeah. know. We played and here's it. another Ace Attorney. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, that's new. Monster Hunter is getting new stuff. I'm like, all right, you can all ride right, a monsty what? in Monster Hunter. Like, cool. <laughs> like that 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 was trending on Twitter after uh, Monsies, with the monsties. Yeah. So yeah, but I was yeah. like, wow. That and was the, and it, then huh? like literally the same information got reiterated in Nintendo's yeah. presentation anyway. So it was <laughs> yeah. it was completely like and that that like that was 35 minutes. That was the 35 minute presentation. To talk about absolutely nothing. Yeah. Thank you for wasting all of our time, Capcom. Yeah, I need Capcom to stop wasting my time. I was looking forward to Capcom, man. I really was. Um, and, uh, so Square Square Enix was an interesting presentation. Very uneven. It and, sure was. And a complete and, and a utter failure, depending on who you talk to. Because the first thing they showed off was a surprise. And this was literally half the presentation. They revealed a new game. That was previously unannounced. It's coming from Eidos Montreal, developers of Deus Ex. Uh, and it is a Guardians of the Galaxy adventure game where you play as Star-Lord, um, but you travel with the other Guardians of the Galaxy. And you can basically issue commands to them in fights and stuff like that. And they have, like, supers that you can team up and do special powers and things of that nature. And it's, like, the stuff they showed was very... On on brand for like Guardians, it's got the Guardian style humor in it and and the irreverence and and things of that nature as well. So it's very faithful to the universe that's been. I mean, popularized. There, there I say, um, it looks solid. It looks like a solid game. It it does. It, it doesn't look but. over the top. Blow me away. <laughs> but but it looks. 
do you know what Solid. do you know what game I immediately thought of when I when I started watching like the gameplay from Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you know what game immediately popped into my head as what this is akin to? Micah, no. do you know what game popped in my head as what what this game seems like it's going to be akin to? No, this reminded no. me a lot of the 2013 Deadpool game that came out. Oh damn! From uh, I can't remember who developed the fucking thing, but, but that, so I played that game. Yeah, I did, too. and I beat that game. I did too, and I think this looks better than that. Okay, that Deadpool game was, uh, you know, we all worked at GameStop, and at GameStop, uh, they have this policy where you, as an employee, can take a game home to play it to get more knowledge about what you're selling right and that was how i i played and finished deadpool right uh deadpool was developed by high moon studios for activision by the way and um it it, this looks better than deadpool i think i i i I, I, I just i just get that vibe from it like it feels like it's a like the ps5 xbox version of what that game is going to be essentially yeah this gives me um i mean it 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 seems like it's, it's they're, it, they're doing it looks some interesting like a solid 6.5 out of 10. That's what it looks like. They, looks like a game like, I'm going to wait to drop down the 30 bucks before I buy. The, yeah, this is not this is not one of the games that I'm going to rush out to get, but I would play this game. Mm. It it seems like it might be fun. Um I, I to be quite honest with you, uh, like I can think of other things that they could do to really make me get into it, right? Like you can only play a Star Lord, mm-hmm. and 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 look, we're going to talk about a lot of this because this is literally a lot of what they talked about. Right? Uh, you're gonna you can play a Star Lord, and you can. It's got like Telltale style choice. Telltale light. Uh, telltale light. Yeah, <laughs> light, light. Um, and and you can control the other Guardians of the Galaxy uh, to a a very minor extent. What would be really cool is if you could switch between the guardians uh either at will and still be able to control the other guardians or there are level specific um characters that you have to use for each person right i think that would have been really cool but you know you're stuck playing a star lord which uh is fine i don't like that nazi haircut that he has but you know Um, I ain't gonna lie. I thought his jacket looked pretty, pretty solid. Like the thriller inspired jacket. I'm like, I'm sure. I'm here for that. Like they get the, they're getting the, they're getting the vibe. They're like, oh, well, it's, you know, a hybrid of the comics and the movies, but like, it's like 70% movie. Right. And, um, they're getting, it's, I'm look, this is, be- this is, this, what I saw right now is better than Avengers. <laughs> And and honestly, Easy. and honestly, I I you could have made an Avengers game with this type of format, uh, where and it you probably would have as... been received a lot better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm not gonna write this game off. I think it looks I think it looks pretty decent. Um, I don't know if it's one of those games where it comes out in October. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll wait two months for all the holiday sales. Yeah. And knock, uh, have it knock uh, twenty dollars off. You'll be I'll you'll be shocked it. to learn that some people on the internet, TM, were shocked and appalled that the voice actors and likenesses were not that of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy folks. <laughs> because on, on, on. why would you have expected that to happen? 
Yeah. All right. Do you want this one? Do you want this game to this game costs sixty dollars? Do you want it to cost a hundred dollars? I mean, do you want this game to not come out when it's going to come out? And nah, yo, it's not an. MCU but again, like, game. like you literally right, like Square has made it perfectly clear that their games are not part of the MCU at all. Right, like Avengers right. is the same way, and people have the same complaints about that. But once you saw that Avengers was like that, why would you have expected this to be like that? <laughs> I don't understand it at all. Um, like it doesn't it doesn't look bad. Like I said, I like Guardians if the story's if it's fun and the gameplay doesn't like the my biggest concern is it feels like the gameplay is gonna get like super repetitive. Um just from the little bit they showed. Uh yeah. they also definitely hung out with the Final Fantasy, uh modern the modern Final Fantasy game development team, I think, a little bit to develop this combat system, complete with like stagger meter essentially. So <laughs> which is fine. Like I said, it's it's not a bad combat system at all. Um speaking of Avengers. Uh, we finally got to see the reveal of the Black Panther uh, War for Wakanda DLC that's going to be coming out eventually, which I'm sure they're banking on getting a lot of people back to the game. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll bring me back. Um, you won't. You, know, just play, you won't is, just play through the campaign. I'm thinking about it. I I I kind of want to see how Black Panther plays. If he just plays like Captain America, mm-hmm. then uh, that's not going to be enough for me. If he's if he plays like Captain America but without the shield throwing, then that's not going to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the vi- so like? Forgive me. I know very little about Black Panther. Um, is the villain one that people are going to be excited about seeing? Claw, um, the Black Panther Ulysses universe? Claw. Yeah. yeah, Ulysses Claw is one of your um he's his, one of your his, go-tos. Okay. Yeah, he's his like his arch rival, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like he's Ulysses Claw is the fucking white colonizer who broke into Wakanda and stole the fucking uh, vibranium. vibranium and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that this is the character that has been played by Andy Circus in the um MCU. Mm-hmm. So this is a character that people should have some degree of awareness of if they follow other Marvel media. Uh, I think a lot of people really wanted to see Killmonger, <laughs> particularly after yeah, the movie. Wow. But um, honestly, like Claw is one of the classic Black Panther villains. So I wasn't surprised that that's what they went with. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's uh, it's 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 easy. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I the uh, the archers didn't really do it for me. Didn't didn't I didn't see enough of them to for it to want to bring me bring me back into it. Uh, we'll see with Black Panther. I I don't uh, I don't know. I mean, th- this is what they this is the bridge to get to Spider Man. Well, Spider Man on one console, anyway. So we'll yeah, see. is we'll that see still what, happening? I, as far as I know, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, they they certainly made a big fucking deal about it when they announced the game. So also, given how that game plays, I'm very curious to see how a Spider Man would even traverse, let alone uh, running on the ground a lot. Mm. or or he would or he would swing from the invisible girders like he did in the uh ps2 spider-man games that, yeah that's yeah. that's, that's probably it he'll he'll he'll, uh, <laughs> he'll he'll flip to the clouds yes <laughs> um it wouldn't be a square conference without copious amounts of final fantasy and final fantasy spinoff news uh yet not nothing nothing about the final fantasy that we actually 
wanted to see. Well, no, like we we got like a sneak, a snippet of Final Fantasy 16 footage that, right at the very that end. That doesn't and count. Like, it, if it it's wasn't part, anything. If it's part new. of a sizzle reel, it does not. Yeah. It does not qualify. You, they didn't say the words Final Fantasy 16. No. What we did see uh, was the rumored uh, Final Fantasy uh, Team Ninja title that's coming out. It's called Stranger of Paradise, um, and it left people. Looks bad. Looks fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Looks real fucking stupid. You got a guy, you got a main character who I'm pretty sure is being voiced by Travis Willingham, who fucking clearly stopped off at uh, the mall on his way here, bought himself a new shirt from uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, and now he's got a big sword and he is here to kill chaos. And that's the only... The old, he said, I'm here to kill chaos. I want to kill chaos like 28 times over the course of that trailer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it looks good at all. Now, um, in in yeah. the interest of fairness, there mm-hmm. is probably no company whose trailer quality sits below the quality of the actual game when it releases than Square Enix. Also true. They're very bad at putting trailers together. Like, her like furiously bad at, at cutting trailers. So so I don't know if you can necessarily take that to the bank. Um but we'll need to see more, let's say. <laughs> so on the topic of Final Fantasy Origin, mm-hmm. um a demo was released. And when the demo first <laughs> no, no, released before, a limited time demo. A limited time a limited demo is only available <laughs> to June twenty fourth. Yes. And only on um, PlayStation. So, yeah, if you have a PlayStation 5, I think you can you can do that. I mean, you can, you can download it. You <laughs> sure can download it. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Apparently, they fixed it. So, yesterday, oh, when, it was, when it was released, um, it was corrupted and broken. Um, like, trying to load the game would load up an error message that said can't continue using this game or app the data is corrupted delete it from your ps5 and then download it again from your library now they uh they issued a patch and now it's apparently functional so that might be something i spend 12 minutes with later this (laughs) week um i'll try it but um it doesn't uh it it looks it looks very generic Mm -hmm. right like and and i saw um Square has Square has this weird thing with like their realistic humans and their realistic proportions, but they still kind of like have anime style heads and hair. Um, it just uh, it's it's off putting. It's like it's like mannequins walking around. Um, that's fair. So that's their style, but, uh, though, man. That's their style. I get it. Um, this old blonde Tom Brady looking dude. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't have uh, too high hopes for it. But uh, look, I'll play the demo and give it a shot and and see what it uh, and talk about it next week. See what it's see what it's about. They got a black guy in here, so that that, that at least requires me to start the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then they finally came through with something that people have been asking for forever, and that is. Re-releases of the first six Final Fantasy games. Uh, well, I don't think anyone was asking for Final Fantasy 2. True. 
but th- but they but they can't just leave it out. Like like, that, <laughs> yeah, like that'd be look, fucked up. Um, just like <laughs> shitting on that. One, three, four, and five, and six. So it's not exactly what people are asking for because the, the these are called pixel remasters. So basically, they are in the style of the original games, but touched up to look nicer. Um, with colors that are more akin to those shitty mobile versions that people hated. It's it's interesting. It's it's almost in between. It's like using the classic pixel art, but taking the palette of mm-hmm. the mobile. Um, Correct. Which uh, could be worse. Uh, I have some degree of optimism for it. But I if, actually but just if, got a fucking need... Super Nintendo copy of Final Fantasy VI, so yeah. now I don't really need this. You should. I, I wish, man. If you were around, if if you told me something six months ago, you could have had one beforehand. So yeah. Well, hey, I still got it for free. So. That's that's but more than I would have. More that's less than you would have paid for me. So, um, but uh, if you want to see the ultimate reaction to this trailer, then go check out. Um, it's on. It's online. Rockobot from or, uh, from Mega sixty four uh, was watching live with the presentation and so they showed this and he got fucking hype and she's like oh my god he's like yes he's like that's what i want he's like four he's like my favorite one six he's like yes this is all we've wanted for this for so long is just they uh, just to be able to play these games in the version that we want on the console that we want and for it to be good and then at the very end of the trailer the splash screen says coming to pc and mobile and he just like <laughs> he just like looks at it <laughs> And then just gets up and walks away from this fucking computer. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say the same thing Blizzard said a couple years ago when people were pissed off about the Diablo mobile game. You're telling me you don't have a phone? That's not where I want to play it. That's yeah, fair. I'm like, I, I get it. I get have it. a perfectly good console right here that I could be playing to be playing I, Here's the thing. I bet that console versions will come later. They should no be there day and date. Why? Why are you prioritizing Steam and mobile for this game that has its roots in the Nintendo Entertainment System and Super That's an Nintendo Entertainment question. System? Come on, it's right there. Here's, here's here's the most interesting note from my perspective. This is the first time that we are getting the actual version of Final Fantasy III mm-hmm. from the NES. Yes localized yes in english yes uh because we got final fantasy 3 right redone for as a DS. as a ds remake and i thought it was fine but that's not the original this is the original version or as close to the original as we're ever gonna get mm-hmm. uh and it only took them what 35 <laughs> <fucking> years to do <laughs> uh so I'm, yeah, I'm I think that's an interesting five. Tidbit. like five, five is the one that i've always heard of the of the older style ones um is like five has the, the best job system right the best that no one's played basically the best Final uh, Fantasy no one's played also so. some of the best tracks of music in the game battle on, battle the, big on the bridge, bridge yeah fucks like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good track it's like like it's such a notable track that final fantasy fans like if you're a fan of the final fantasy series you know that song even if you've never played the game before like like that like that's how that's how popular that song is from that game so and it happens early so you can get a Get to check it out early. Yeah. So yeah. I, now, what's I'm, what's fun about this is um it appears as though you will be able to buy it as a collection, or if you don't, if you want to skip games mm-hmm. such as Final Fantasy 2 because it's fucking terrible. Um if you're a fan of Final Fantasy 2, feel free to come at me and explain why that game's worth playing because I don't think it has any merit. 
Uh, <laughs> isn't it the, isn't it the first one that had chocobos? Like, isn't that the only notable thing about it? I think so. I didn't uh, play three because I played two. <laughs> How bad two was to me. Three is interesting. Three three is still on the weaker side, but three was a huge step up from two. Uh, but yeah, so if if there if you're like I just want to play four, five, and six because you're like a reasonable adult uh, with good taste and a decent head on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the games individually. You don't have to buy. All I, sh- six. I should finally try to try to really play four. I tried playing the DS version of four, and it four didn't, is my it favorite. Didn't with me, four, so. four is my favorite Final Fantasy. It, six is right there, but four is my favorite. Yeah, it's it's four or it's six, and then four, and then it doesn't matter. Like four <laughs> is good. Four is good. Are you talking about just um, in this collection, or is that in the Final Fantasy Chronicles? No, period. period. Really? Period. Yeah. I, th- I thought you. Yeah. I thought you fucked with ten. Like we just talked about. This I do like ten. Ago. I like ten a lot. Ten's fine. But I like four better. But 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 to like 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 to separate it and like it's literally just six and four in the topmost tier, and that's it. Like those are the only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None yeah. of the modern Final yeah. Fantasies can crack the the top tier no. of Final Fantasy games. Interesting. In terms of characters and storytelling, like of, of in terms characters of characters, not... storytelling and music, like yeah, mm. you, no. So what? So what you're telling not me is that all. when Square foolishly like withheld them from the Western market, they just they did pick the right ones at least to release over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they should have released five at some point. Yeah. Like it's it's really a shame that a lot of people haven't played through five i haven't i haven't ever finished five i'm looking forward to playing through five as part oh, of this collection be, it's gonna be super weird seeing that snes title screen for final fantasy six but it's, and it's gonna say final fantasy six like even even on right. the even on my uh my snes mini it still says final fantasy three three yeah, yeah so because it's, it's the actual original version of that so um yep. we got a big look at babylon's fall which is a New game that they had announced previously didn't really shed too many details on. Uh, then they did shed details on it, and graphically it doesn't look too impressive, but it's, you know, hack and slash kind of Soulsy style combat. And then they drop the bomb that it's going to be a live service game, which uh, disappointed mm. a few people that were watching, let's say, for sure. Def- definitely took the air out of the balloon. Uh, I remember watching the official E3 stream. Uh, the one gentleman who was there from GameSpot, whose name I don't recall, before the Square show was like, Babylon's Fall, I'm telling you, it's going to be fucking hype. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome and shit. It's going to be crazy. And then like they inter- they talked to him after the presentation, and he's just like, yeah, I was... Uh I was wrong, I think. Like, <laughs> like, I was really let down. He's like, I thought for sure that it was going to be incredible. And then they were like, live service game. He's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, Square's like, man, we got to get that some of that live service cheese out there. There's there's money to be had in, in in them hills that we haven't tapped into yet. So, we'll see more on Babylon's Fall uh, later on. I think people are also a little put off by the just general like art design of the game. Like, I don't necessarily think that they were looking for something so Victorian England that they got. <laughs> Yeah. In a lot of ways, so I don't think that game looks good at all, and I don't think it's going to do particularly well. So uh, we got to see some more of Life is Strange: True Colors, which is coming this fall, and you'll be able to play the whole thing uh, 
at release. Uh, they're going to release it episodically, but you'll be able to play it all at once if you want to. Uh, and they're getting a remastered collection for the previous Life is Strange games. Uh, the thing that I kept drawing well, hold on. on. Worth, worth noting, I think the remastered collection only includes Life is Strange and then Before the Storm. Oh, I do two. not think it includes two. Well, I guess you wouldn't really need a remaster Life is Strange 2. It came out recently enough. Yeah. To not have to worry about that. Um, the thing that stuck in my mind from the Life is Strange presentation is they kept talking about the power that the main character has and the power that she has is empathy. Right. They kept referring to the it as a psychic empathy. power. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's not what empathy is, but okay. No. <laughs> nope. That is empathy is not a psychic power. Like, stop it's... saying that. Like, please, <laughs> please stop. Please stop, stop implying having emotions is a power. Yeah, uh, like, like, well, I mean, given the day and age that we live in now, having, uh, having a little bit of uh, uh, an open heart to your fellow man might mean you're a superhero. Yeah, or or just able to discern how people are feeling based on visual, like, like the whole thing is she could like read visual people's cues, right. like, no, like she, the whole thing is she could like read people's thoughts and how they're <laughs> feeling about. Yeah, stuff. like she's a telepath is yeah. the thing. It's it's not that she has the power of empathy. She's a telepath, and she can see people's auras. Uh, I I need them to get their verbiage straight on that shit. But come on, guys! Everyone knows that Professor X is the the the, the most uh, talented empath in all of the X Men. Like, mm -hmm. but like, but like, I, I feel like that all, all of the situations that you can encounter in this game are going to be easily solved with like minor things. Like, oh, I'm sad because these people forgot my birthday. And like, oh, like, let me go get her a present and a cake and be like, hey, I couldn't get this to you till yesterday. So, like, like, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we, we've sussed out this emotion that you're feeling. This um, is what <laughs> women want or what men want <laughs> <laughs> the game. <laughs> it's true. So, like I said, I'm sure if you're a fan of Life is Strange, uh, you were probably going to enjoy this. Michael, will you, are you going to play Life is Strange True Colors? I know you like the first one a lot. Uh, I would like to, but um, I uh, I don't know. This, this feels like it should be a Game Pass game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. If, if, uh, if reviews come out and they're like, this story is stellar, mm -hmm. then yeah, I'll jump on it. Because I, I did enjoy the first Life is Strange. And um, because it's just a different type of game. It's yeah. an old school adventure game. And uh, when I did play PC games, I used to play those uh, and I enjoyed them. So um, uh, they showed up a Legend of Mana remastered that. See, that, that, that that's the thing that pisses me off the most is all all these mana games are getting fucking like high end remasters. And I know not one of them, well, not one of them was as popular as fucking Final Fantasy six. No, but the other thing is these remasters have been a little hit or miss in the Mana series. I heard the Secret of Mana remaster was just straight up not good. Right, but if you but um, if you're gonna dedicate the resources, right, like to doing why are you it, doing all of the Mana games? Why don't you just of... do one Final Fantasy six, which <sighs> people would be and and, and Final Fantasy four too? Come on, let's let's yeah. let's show the love out there. But four already had kind of a remaster, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this follows in the footsteps of Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'll be out next week. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Legend of Mana is uh, the fourth overall game in the Mana franchise. Um, it's one of the I it's 
I would qualify it as sort of the redheaded stepchild of the franchise. Um, it had really fabulous music by Yoko Shimomura. Um, it's notably non-linear compared mm-hmm. to some of the other games. Uh, but um, it was criticized when it first released for just having not a particularly good story. So, uh, but what whatever, you know, it, this is a game from like 22 years ago that's getting a remaster. So if you are into classic JRPGs, might as well give it a shot. Yep. And then they showed off uh, some mobile games that Square is doing, including more stuff coming to their Final Fantasy mobile game and stuff for Nier and a Hitman game that you can play with your friends that if they don't call it Hitmen, then what the fuck are they even doing over there? <laughs> in all honesty. Hit, hit folks. <laughs> <laughs> hit Excuse me. We are, we're inclu- we are gender inclusive here. <laughs> hit persons. Yeah, hit, there we go. Hit, hit people. <laughs> So that was the Square presentation. Again, if you liked Guardians, uh, then it started hot and cooled off almost immediately. Uh, if you're not a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, then you probably thought that this presentation was a bit shit. From I thought it was a little to lackluster top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended, we bookended with uh, with Nintendo, who was just earlier today. Now, I am of two minds of of this Nintendo presentation. I was expecting at least one like megaton game to be debuted or shown in great detail. So like yes, they showed Breath of the Wild 2 for the first time, but they didn't really show Well, they for the first time in like 2 years. Yes, they but but they didn't show any like extended gameplay. It was more like a teaser reel with some gameplay elements in it. Yeah. Um and it's not coming out until next year. We didn't get Prime 5. Uh, we didn't get... Or Prime 4. That's what I meant. Uh, we didn't get Prime 4. We didn't get a new Mario Odyssey. We didn't get um, uh, a new Donkey Kong game, which was heavily rumored before uh, before this. We did get a monkey game, we though. Did, we did get a monkey game. Like, like when, <laughs> when they first, like, oh, someone's, ce- well, someone's celebrating his 20-year anniversary. And I saw the bananas. I'm like, Donkey Kong Country came out in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that doesn't Just make any doing sense. Doing the quick math on yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, this isn't Donkey Kong. And then it was like, oh, it's Super Monkey Ball, which I thought was older than 20 years, but I guess not. I thought it was much younger than 20 years. Here's then I was thing. like, wait, 2001 was 20 years ago, and now my bones hurt. Well, here's another thing that broke me. So in, in my thought process for this, and I realized it was Donkey Kong, then I realized in three years, we are going to be at the 30-year anniversary of when Donkey Kong Country released mm-hmm. which is brain shattering to me because donkey <laughs> kong country was like the zenith of the time of super nintendo era graphics like it was the most beautiful super nintendo game that they ever fucking made and they got more beautiful with the with the future iterations and that game's almost 30 years old and wow. i'm gonna die yeah. in a gray bearded fucking malaise mm-hmm. um but we, did, but we did we didn't see any of those uh, hype temple games. We also didn't see any more like Splatoon three, which they have announced previously. Um, so what they did show was a lot of like the more niche switch games, um, which is kind of what you need to propel. You I, I would say it was like a solid top to bottom of like, well, with like a couple exceptions, it was mostly like B tier content right it not it wasn't all a tier you got a couple a tier games in there mm-hmm. for sure but this was mostly b tier games but they avoided dump like wasting a ton of time on like garbage yeah so 
Um, we we opened the Nintendo presentation with the next Smash Brothers character, which is Kazuya from Tekken franchise, which I am completely apathetic about. Well, I think I think people were a little underwhelmed because Kazuya is going to be the second to last Smash Brothers Ultimate character that releases. So I think people were expecting to get like huge names. Yeah. And I think people wanted Dante. People you know? really yeah. wanted Dante. Um getting the second most notable character from the Tekken franchise is probably not the biggest get, especially yeah, cuz you some, already have you some, already have the first, so in the game. Put some put some respect on Kazuya's name. Um <laughs> he's not more notable than a, Heihachi. No, he's not, but there's history between the two of them. Right. And that's why, you know, so you can so you can act out your own fantasies of of patricide or or I don't know what the term is for killing your son. But um yeah, that's why he's in it, right? Like I see people are like, "Why isn't Jin in it?" Like you know, Kazuya's been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, and and he hates his dad and his dad hates him and they're both in a game where they can beat beat the shit out of each other. I did appreciate the fact that the trailer leaned hard into Kazuya dumping the bodies of other just, Nintendo yeah, characters just, into just a volcano. Them in a volcano <laughs> just throwing them in a volcano. Uh and then I saw him do that to Kirby and I'm like, well this this is not gonna what is what is <laughs> then, gonna he leans over and Kirby's floating away behind him. <laughs> was it was like, a good bit. I appreciated the bit. Yeah, I was like, come on now. You're not uh, going to throw your character in the volcano. But, uh, no, it, it goes to show, show that Kirby um, is the chosen one and cannot be killed. Uh, <laughs> Kirby is an immortal being. <laughs> Uh, worth noting, I, want, uh, uh, I want Kirby when he eats uh, Kazuya to just have that slick back hair. Oh, I'm sure that'll be it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely. sure that'll be it. I want to. I want him to have that Japanese gangster haircut uh, when he when he when he sucks him up and blows him out. So they're releasing the Mario Party game that they probably should release in the first place. I do. Before we move on oh, to yeah. Mario Party, I, I do want to mention that um, if you are a big Smash Brothers fan, we are getting one of these more s- character-focused Smash Directs that they've been doing for all of the DLC characters. Mm-hmm. So that's happening in two weeks, where Sakurai will go into detail on how the character plays. And boy, he just looked like he plays like a Tekken character. So yeah, yeah, those are always very interesting. Even if you like, if you just kind of like want to know like he breaks down the reason why that character was chosen and the the love that he has or doesn't have for that character right like steve was in it and he's just like well you know nintendo said if i want i gotta give him one if i got if i want this one I got to give him that one. So Steve, <laughs> yeah. a Minecraft guy. <laughs> yep. That's pretty funny, actually, that that, that he's like, that he's like <laughs> <Yeah>. negotiating like, <laughs> like shit care, like basically taking a shit on Steve in the first place. Like, like, uh, right. like, like, like he's uh, only in there because <laughs> the marketing department really asked me to. And I really <laughs> wanted Kazi in the game. So I threw him a bone. What do you want me to do? So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Mario Party Superstars. Yeah, um, it's going to contain uh, classic boards as well as a uh, hundred different 
classic mini games from across the whole Mario Party franchise. I watched a little bit of a gameplay demo for this on the uh, Treehouse live presentation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff is coming back. What's nice is that, you know, in the sort of preview screen before each mini game starts where they explain to you what you're about to have to do, it tells you which Mario Party these games originated in. Mm-hmm. Um, game looks beautiful, man. Like I, they played on the Peach's uh, birthday cake board earlier, which is from like Mario Party, uh, like two mm-hmm. or three. Um, and like that cake looks so good. I'm like, I want to eat that cake. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's so it's funny. So they they kind of started doing this that I can recall with um with Mario Kart bringing back a lot of the like classic tracks and and telling you like but remat but remastering them for the modern game and i think that's brilliant like any game like this like when you have mario golf or or tennis or like things that you can draw back from absolutely put in like the classic like nostalgic things that people love because that's just gonna it's gonna sell the game for you like like the fact that mario kart 8 has like what is it like 10 circuits because they have all like the retro circuits as well that are in the game that are just a remix of the most popular uh, old tracks um, is fucking phenomenal. Adds a lot of value to the game and is an easy layup for Nintendo. Like it's probably not that hard to remaster some of those some of those things. So um, I think people are just a little myth because they just added the new online features to the existing Mario Party game that's on the Switch. And then they're like, ah, but in three months, here's this new $60 game that we want you to buy which is the stuff that you actually want instead of just like adding it to the other Mario party, which they also could have done. Um, then they're like, ah, Metroid prime four is not here again this year. And I'm just like, but they at least addressed it. They they were like, we don't have anything new to show. We are still working on it. It would have been been really fucked up if they dropped that Metroid dread trailer, uh, and not prefaced it with like, this is not prime four. I mean, it was, I thought the way that they handled it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot, I'm sure a lot of people would have preferred to see new Metroid Prime 4 content. But like the last that we heard on what was going on with development for that was that they had sort of scrapped everything and started over. Right. So Which, I'm not surprised. Ago, right? It was a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still not surprised, particularly with COVID related delays, that things are slow moving on that. Right. Mm-hmm. That being said, they were like, hey, we don't have new Metroid Prime 4 footage, but we've got something else. And then they revealed um, what was called Metroid 5 first in the trailer mm-hmm. and was revealed to be uh, Metroid Dread, which is the first new 2D Metroid game in the franchise in nearly 20 years. And that comes out this October. Yeah, it's um, it looks great. Well, th- well, this game was, was – so a lot of you guys might not remember, um, but this game was like borderline vaporware for a lot <laughs> of years in the mid-aughts because th- it, this was rumored to be coming to either Game Boy Advance or DS uh, after Fusion came out. Um, and it just never never materialized ever. But what's inter- what, what I find very interesting about this is – since Fusion released, and I, I'm not counting Samus Returns because that was a remake of an old game, but Correct. since Fusion released, uh, the landscape for this style of game has changed completely. And some of the most incredible, top-of-the-line independent games 
are the Metroid style. Like you think of Bloodstained, you think of Hollow Knight, you think of uh, Guacamelee, you think like like Axiom Verge. Uh, like, yeah, I was like going to say of all this. These, yeah, you can, you can see the influence that these indies that have come out over the last five to seven years yeah. have have had on the folks who are developing Metroid Dread. Well, you you hope because, um, like I said, the the gameplay they showed wasn't like blow you away like it didn't look amazing and i feel like that they're gonna have to bring something amazing to the table to stand out in a world where all of these other amazing metroid-esque games uh, already kind of habitate uh so that is, it's gonna be interesting to see i'm curious about this i can tell you this i don't want to pay 60 dollars for this game mm. <laughs> that's how much so, this costs i don't know i don't know like i don't know for sure that it's 60 um they didn't announce a price they just announced they didn't announce date. a price i think i did see that there's like a hundred dollar collector's edition oh so this is 60 dollars. probably a 60 dollars. yeah game. it's i'm not oh, i'm man. not keen oh, on man. that because this is this, i am looking I'm looking at uh, the gameplay demo from the Treehouse Direct. I don't know. There IGN were two. There were two different gameplay demos um, today in in Treehouse, and and it 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 looks like Metroid, which is fine with me. Uh, Samus is doing like running flash kicks and kicking people <laughs> or, or punching or shooting people uh, while they're in the air. Like it, it looks cool. The animation looks pretty decent. Um, I, I really do see what you mean about these, uh, these other indie devs who have taken this style of game and kind of made it their own, mm-hmm. um, because this doesn't, it feels, it looks and feels like a Metroid game, but it doesn't like have the personality that a Guacamelee has or, or the 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 charm that that game has the the animation style or and serious tone that blasphemous has right like the thing that i like about this is the the stalking element of mm-hmm. it um which, this is a game that in, in... i would never be able to play because i have way too much anxiety oh my lord like man, like like if it's like the one thing that i am hopeful for is if they give you that sense of dread <laughs> like 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 uh like like metroid fusion did uh because i played the shit out of metroid fusion and that game was like heart pounding with the fucking dark like the dark samus uh character that was basically like the nemesis uh yeah. just appearing out of nowhere and chasing you uh from room to room and you couldn't do anything to her until you were sufficiently powered up and it seems like that's kind of what they're what they're going with uh with this game as well so yeah, if if they can if they can nail that, oh god, sixty dollars is. I mean, is it it basically this, seems but. as though um, you know, Metroid Dread is something that was considered to have been vaporware for a long time for Nintendo. Um, but then they did the Samus Returns remaster for the 3DS, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I think they had they had mentioned it. Um, what's his nuts? Uh, Yoshio Sakamoto said, like on the conference today, he was like, "Yeah, Mercury Steam did a really good job with Samus Returns, and so we brought him back to help us out do uh help us out on Metroid Dread, and uh, the Samus Returns remake was really really well received." So I uh, why didn't they why didn't why haven't they remade that for Switch? Like why haven't they put out just like a polished version of that? 
that's an excellent question. So, I mean, Samus Returns came out in late 2017, so that's about four years old at this point. Um, I have to imagine that the, you know, I I don't know, maybe just like upresing from 3DS is, you know, you'd have to basically rebuild the game from the ground up. Mm. Um, Samus Returns felt like one of these like last gasp games for the 3DS too, so... Uh, new yeah. Warrior game coming September. 9th, yeah, after a long a time. Yeah, uh, this might end up on my Switch because my wife really likes the Warrior games. Um, so if you are a fan of that game, uh, it I looks like, like you have a lot. Yeah, it looks a like lot. there's a lot to look forward to <laughs> in this one. Um, Carrie, I'm sure you were very excited getting to see a lot of uh, pretty extended look trailer wise at uh, at Shin Megami Tensei Five. I want to talk real quick about Shin Megami yeah. Tensei Five um, because. I think what they did, because I watched the Treehouse presentation on this as well, so they mm. spent like 15-20 minutes showing off gameplay of this, and I was like, hmm, this this looks like Nocturne. And then you, they talked to an NPC, and an NPC in the game said, well, about 20 years ago, this world became a new nether world, but we don't really know why. And I was like, Shimagai Tensei 3 Nocturne first came out 18 years ago. That's about 20 years ago, Right. And I was like, the the environment in this game looks like a really high def version of the Vortex world. And then straight up another NPC said, a massive battle between demons and angels took place here 18 years ago. And I'm like, these motherfuckers <laughs> just made a direct sequel to Nocturne. Like this game, I swear to God, this game 100% takes place after the demon ending of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. I'm calling it right here. The Demi Fiend will appear in this game as probably the final boss. Uh... So yeah, this game comes out worldwide November twelfth. I uh, can't fucking wait to play it. I think it looks great. Uh, it's yeah. not it's not my game, but it looks cool from this from this presentation that they showed. Big fan of the design of the main character. He is super androgynous. I'm a huge fan of whatever gender that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tasty. <laughs> really big fan of that. But uh, yeah, I think it looks great. It looks like a Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, so if Again, if you haven't played like a mainline Shin Megami Tensei game, um, you might be in for a bit of a rude surprise. Now, the difference is that one, this is the first Shin Megami, the first mainline SMT game that we can see like enemy encounters like on the main map. That's mm-hmm. something that we've been able to do for a long time in the Persona series. But uh, SMT, the mainline games have always been just like raw random battles right didn't didn't smt4 come out for the ds yes smt4 was a ds game because i was sitting there trying i was sitting there struggling to remember i was like i don't remember ever seeing shin megami tensei 4 and then i and then i then then i recall i was like wait a second i think this came out on the ds yeah and uh what's wild is uh shin megami tensei 4 had like an extended version basically Mm -hmm. or like a pseudo sequel called uh apocalypse which I think was a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Brad, you may have sold me my copy of Shin Megami Tensei 4. <laughs> 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 uh, highly possible. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what it it also looks like this is a true sort of open world mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei title for the first time, whereas most mainline games have had a horrible world map um, that has different little sections that you go into and explore in full. Um, 
yeah, God, that's the one thing about replaying Nocturne. I'm like, boy, I didn't miss this. I didn't miss this world map at all. <laughs> Fucking awful. Uh, but yeah, I, look, I couldn't be more excited, uh, especially once I like pieced together. I was like, this is 100% just a direct sequel to Nocturne. There's too much going on as far as the, the connections there. Uh, but the other thing I was super fucking excited about, they brought back Advance Wars. Yeah. Um, After 13 well, they, years, well, they, they brought saw, back Advance Wars. Uh, they saw Wargroove come out and be really popular, and they're like, oh, man, there's still there's still money in that cow that we can milk out of this. So let's uh, let's remake Advance Wars 1 and 2, and that's coming out uh, December 3rd. A lot of people yeah. are very excited about this. So. I watched the gameplay demo for that for on the Treehouse today as well, and uh, it looks great. Uh, looks like it plays classic. I mean, this is a, and I would almost qualify it as a Fire Emblem style tactical RPG where you are on, you know, a straight grid and you have your units and you move around so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. I loved the first Advance Wars game. I never actually played the second, but I loved the first. I think I still have a copy of the first somewhere. But yeah, uh, the, the Advance Wars announcement was what got like my largest like involuntary vocal reaction mm-hmm. while watching this uh yeah the the last advanced wars game we got was in 2008 and so that was uh, a ds too, title right? that was ds yeah. yeah yep uh one and two were um they were gba titles they were gba sure. titles yeah. and then the the, the other two were on uh, Dual Strike and Days of Ruin were both on the DS. And so Days of Ruin came out January 2008. So it's been 13 years since we've gotten a new Advance Wars game. So, so uh, ta- tactics this games me- seem like they're getting a real resurgence here. I mean, because that Metal Slug tactics game is coming out now that they uh, that they showed off during the Summer mm-hmm. Game Fest thing i get i guess fire emblem finally finding a western audience has propelled all the grid-based i honestly think that the explosion in popularity of fire emblem between um whatever the awakening and three houses yeah awakening and then um fates was fucking terrible if you like fire emblem fates Catch yourself some taste, please. Uh, but th- three houses is is really what caused this series to skyrocket harder than it's ever been in popularity. So, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, good for us tactical RPG. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 sure this guy is praying that they can ride the coattails mm. to uh to to that level of success when this guy yeah. comes out. But we'll see. Advance Wars one and two, uh, the like the sprite work in the game looks super cute. Um, I love the animations on all the characters. Everyone just looks really crisp and fresh, and yeah, I think it looks great. Can't I want to? I'm going to give these a shot this time. I, I I still have not been able to find a turn-based tactical strategy game that has been able to click with me ever. And I and I it feels like a type of game that I should like. Like it like it seems like it's fucking up my alley. Uh, considering if like you give me the board Final game version, I'm cool with it. So, not even like Final Fantasy Tactics. You know, I never did give FFT a real shake. Like, I think I played it for like two minutes on my FFT is real good. Oh my god, like, the original FFT is good. You yeah. don't worry about FFT. 
advance like the the ffta games are but you, like the original ps1 final fantasy tactics is yeah you would that would be the kiss. one that would be the game that wouldn't get you to play these and to try other ones yeah absolutely because i've tried i've tried fire emblem i've tried uh like i tried that project uh triangle strategy demo uh oh, some never, other ones I've i still tried haven't played that too uh I didn't like that the first battle they put you in took like an hour. Like I was just like, mm, it's too long. Music's mm-hmm. good, but I feel like this is very tedious. Um, <laughs> so they also showed off a Legend of Zelda. So so we were wondering what they were going to do for the Zelda 35th anniversary. Um, turns out the answer to that question is not much. Not uh, much. They, 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 they showed off a uh, limited edition uh, Zelda-themed uh, Game and Watch console that's going to come preloaded with a colored screen uh, where you can play Zelda One and Two and Link's Awakening and a Game and Watch game that's been rethemed to have Zelda characters in it. It's called Vermin. Um, it's Car- cute. Yeah, Carrie, I didn't think you would buy this until they showed that they had the original Link's Awakening on there that you can play. And now I that's feel basically like it because like yeah. I what look I've played and I've beaten Zelda Two. I don't need to do that again, especially now. Why would you want to play Zelda Two again? Good Lord, Zelda 2. Mm. I shouldn't have finished it to begin with. The, si- the Simon's Quest of the Zelda series. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good music, though. That's fine. Fine music, but the gameplay is just... Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Not a, not, a, not a Zelda 2 guy. Um, but yeah, so that's that's coming soon um, in limited quantities, I'm sure. So again, if you don't get it when it first comes out, you can pay scalpy prices for it. Yep. This is the same thing they did with Mario. Um they also showed a sizzle reel with several other games. Uh, probably the most notable ones, a new Fatal Frame coming out, uh, a Danganronpa collection, so all three of the Danganronpa I thought, games. I thought the title was cool. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. Danganronpa is 10 years old, so we're calling it the de- Decadence Collection, de- decade, but Decade is... Collection. Yes. It's very um, cute. DBZ Kakarot's coming to Switch. Uh, they showed off some more stuff for Mario Golf. Uh, they showed another trailer for Skyward Sword and Monster Hunter Stories, and they showed the Age of Calamity DLC for the first time, where you can play as the you Guardians. can play as a Guardian, yeah. which looks hilarious. Uh, yeah. Also uh, of note, um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two come to Switch. Yeah, that remaster. That game's super fucking fun. Yeah. Hope it plays well on Switch. Hope so too. There's there is no greater joy than just doing a kickflip to Superman by Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then they showed uh kind of a trailer with some gameplay uh interstitched in for the Breath of the Wild sequel and said that it's coming out in 2022, which is hilarious uh because that's a lie. And that game's coming out in 2023. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like look, I here's the thing. I know a lot of the deals with um, why Breath of the Wild was delayed so many times is because that started off as a Wii U game and then halfway through development they created a new console and so they had to then develop the game separately for the Switch so that everything would release on the same day and date for the launch of the Switch. So I understand that that was a huge reason as to why that game was delayed as many times as it was but I mean let's be fucking real here this game is not coming. I will be shocked if this game comes out in 2022, this game is coming out middle end of 2022. Yeah, I, like I said, I feel I feel like there's a Nintendo Direct coming our way in the spring that's going to have a very apologetic bow at the end of it <laughs> from AG Numa <laughs> saying thank you for your patience. We are still working on the game. Uh, yeah, 
Looks great, though. Can't fucking wait. Sure. Inject this directly into my veins. Maybe I should probably finish Breath of the Wild at some point. What Let's the see. fuck? How have you not finished it? I got I agree. Right. Yeah, I got I got right to I got right to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go take on Hyrule Castle, and then I just didn't. I, got, I think something came something else came out, and then I just never got back to it. So like I'm at the point now where I need to just start over. Yeah, like like I beat I beat all the guardians. I got the master sword. I've got like sixteen heart containers and lots of recipes. And I, I did like two thirds of the shrines. Beat the game. <laughs> I got all of the shrines and I did all of the DLC as well. Uh, um, the true the truest maniac. I also have a uh, is, uh, tattoo, Johnny, so. who not only did that but also found all like nine hundred some. He did the Korok seeds, yeah, as well because he's much. an insane person. I feel really bad because, like, I finished uh, Phoenix Rising or whatever that that ripoff game. So you is. finished the ripoff of Breath I finished of the, Wild. the I, I finished the I finished the the knockoff that you get off the street, but uh, the the real McCoy I haven't gone back to, so I'll have to do that. Game games really so like every video game, and and video game developers I know you're listening. Every video game that exists should have an option to literally like just re-enable the tutorial at any point. Like, like you can just literally turn a tutorial back on in game to teach you how to play the game again for when you don't play a game for several months or years. And then you don't remember like, like it'll come back to you once you get back on the bike again, but just walk me through it. We're having carved out like, I can play through the first, like the Great Plateau again. I guess right. in Zelda, I could just play through the Great Plateau. Like I could start a new save file, play through the first two hours of the game, remember how all the because because the one great thing about Zelda is that they do give you everything up front. Like like they give yeah. you all the tools up front, and then it's just you have to learn how to use them creatively. Um, but again, teach me how to fight the Guardians again because I'm not going to remember. Um, teach me how to like recipes work again. Like, just give me something that I can play. It's like thirty minutes max, just to just to re immerse me in your game, and then I can go back and finish it. Like, I'm gonna need the same shit when Assassin's Creed comes out too, uh, or not when I'm Assassin's Creed comes out, but when like if I ever revisit Valhalla, like I'm gonna be like, I am lost. I haven't played this game in six months. I don't remember the intricacies of the control and how it plays. You just need to teach me again, and then once I, I get it back in my fingers, and I'll be good. But you know, I need that for story, right? That too. Like, yeah. Give, give us, give us a, so, some games. Some games do that. Some, Dragon Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest was the last game that, that I played that did that. Where it's like, Hey, here's literally a synopsis of everything you did up to this point. Yeah. And that was great. But that's what I need. I so think, I think, I think I saw a friend of the show, uh, Chris, all talk about this is like, like working adult mode in the game where you could just like come back and, yeah. and, and have like, yeah. like, 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 like and I not have it cost it. anything, Ubisoft, right? <laughs> oh, it's time savers, you know. You don't have time because you're working yeah, adult. the re tutorial. We're going to teach you how to play the game again. It's going to it only cost four ninety nine. So <laughs> right, <laughs> come on, man. So that is E three in a nutshell. Um, Again, a little lackluster. Uh, we still have EA Play this weekend, so we'll talk about that next week. Um, sure. Hey, they show Mass Effect Four stuff. Look, I know I, y'all enjoy. It's on. I, I finished. <laughs> I finished three this weekend. Killed the Reapers. Didn't get. I, uh, didn't get the bonus cutscene at the end. 
Because apparently got, you uh, have to get like 7,800 readiness to get that cutscene now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got to be super high. Yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be super high. Uh, I got my, I got my three platinums and my full 100%. You saw. So right, I can saw. take a break for a bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, so like I said, they show, they show Mass Effect 4 stuff. Like it's, it's, it's on, yeah. it's over. EA, EA 1, E3. For yeah. The, for, for the first time ever. <laughs> I mean, I, again, as, as said, I thought both Microsoft and Nintendo had really strong showings. Um, look, I, uh, at this point I'm like knee deep in theories about what's going on in Breath of the Wild 2 because we saw we saw Link the way he looks in Breath of the Wild with the the blue tunic and then we saw Link looking real shaggy-haired and wearing this like green half tunic he's got. Uh, Link, a Link lot clearly of, became a vagrant in between uh, the two games. A lot of people out, seem so. to think that we may be traversing time periods because the shaggy-haired green tunic Link looks suspiciously like the uh, design of Link that we saw on like the tapestry mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild one. Uh, so there, there, yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of speculation around that already. Um, there's some interesting theories that would lend itself to to that uh, interpretation. Let's yeah. say. Um, so we'll see what happens when we learn more about that. Uh, you should see what's happening elsewhere on the TNP Studios Network by checking out all the other shows uh, that are on the network, including the Apocalypse Black and Black Cinema Coming Distractions and the weekly preview episodes of Look Forward, which are completely free. And if you like us that much, and you will, then go to densepixels.com slash premium. Give us $5 a month or $50 for the year to access our premium shows, which include the full episodes of Look Forward, The Airing of Grievances, No Time to Bleed, Upstage Conversation, and Recording This Weekend, a new episode of The Men with the Golden Tongues that you wow. fans of the Dense Pixels podcast will not, will not want to miss. That's it for sure. I guarantee. Uh, don't forget also to contribute financially to the show without spending any extra money by going to Amazon or densepixels.com slash Amazon whenever you buy anything on Amazon because we get a small cut of the sale. Let's send Jeff Bezos to space and also help your boys and girls at the dense, at the TNP Studios Network by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Discord's there, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, again, YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Go check out the watch along for the Microsoft E3 presentation. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And then finally, follow us on Twitch. I am densepixels Brad. Carrie is something's Carrie. Terrence is Apparition 410. I think that was the fastest housekeeping that we've ever done, combining it all together at the end. We did it. We did it. Not as, not, not, not as, not as fun as, not as fun as we usually make them, but we did it fast, <laughs> which is yeah. what we needed to do this week. Well, <laughs> E3 2021 is in the books, and uh, that's about what I expected. <laughs> that, that's about what I could... Subtitle for the show this week. <laughs> E3 2021, that's about what I expected. So, <laughs> so that's it. Thanks for watching and listening, and we'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>